When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall, and joining us today is Deputy Athletic Director Mike Broker, who has been with the university for nearly 20 years, and in the interest of full disclosure, my boss. Uh, but you did not send me all of the uh, questions you wanted to ask. But thanks for doing it, Mike. If I sent you questions, they would have been the best questions asked on however long this podcast lasts. So yeah, that'll be, is, that'll be in the show notes. You can look at those. Your, your questions will ultimately lead into your performance review. Well, we're off to a great start. Um, have you thought about what you'll call your book when you write it uh, based on the last six months and all the things that you've had to uh, deal with? since the end of men's basketball and, and the rest of our seasons? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think I went through the same type of grieving process as everybody else where you, you, you got so frustrated with what was happening. You, 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 um, you started to only think about your own problems. And Kristen, um, our, our new director of um, mental health, who I think you've had on the podcast, if you haven't, you should be fired. Um, she, she, she did a presentation and she said, we're all in the same storm. We're just in different boats. And, and I, I think that was an eye opener for me because I, I did get out of, man, this sucks. This sucks. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with that. And, and just started to think about, okay, what, what do we need to do so kids can just do this? Or, or, you know, we can have them here or we can play this game there or they can, they can train here. And that, that's actually been fun. Uh, the group that, that that 
Phil uh, pulled together that I've been working with is they've been great. We've been, it's been good for me because they've been really positively oriented people and forward looking and asking great questions. And we've had two great doctors that are been advisors for us and they want to see kids compete. They just want it to, to be, uh, to be done safely. So I, I, I guess if I had to, uh, to have a book title, uh, after the first month, the book would have been the first, after the first month, it would have been, this really sucks. And I don't know anyone would have read that. It's not, not probably not a great leadership book if it was to be written. Uh, but I think uh, what Kristen said, we're all in the same storm, but we're just in different boats. I, I think that's, that's kind of the approach that we've tried to take, uh, you know, as we navigate through all of this. You, you talked about that navigation and you touched on it a little bit, but, and just as a, an overview, uh, you've, other duties is assigned. You're in charge of the athletics COVID response team. Maybe just talk a little about the makeup of that group and the overall efforts and, and the fact that you're trying to do it in literally an ever-changing environment. Yeah, other duties as assigned, um, which this one is, you know, at, at least I, I would say probably everything else, maybe not esports, uh, as you oversaw. I don't know if there was a template for esports. Uh, when you when you said yeah I'll, I'll do that and I I mean I punted on esports so quickly so good for you yeah um, you know there was there is no template so that that kind of takes a look you know that took a little bit of the pressure off and and just saying like look we're we're learning we've got to we've got to be committed to two things we got to be committed to listening to all questions and we have to be committed to learning as much as we can because information is going to come at us so fast and fortunately. Our group of 13, which is, includes, you know, other administrators in our department from facilities and sports medicine and strength and conditioning. And, and we've got a coach on the committee and a student athlete. And we have some university representatives from office facilities and, and uh, planning. And, and two, we've had two, we've been blessed to have, you know, AJ Grove, who is uh, you know, a member of the Marquette community. Uh, and as a team physician to many of our teams. And then Dr. Darren Macau, who's a, a member of our Marquette community through Aurora Advocate, but has been a, been our team physician for men's basketball for well over 20 years. And uh, they've been great. Uh, they have been great guides for us. And, and they don't take any of our questions uh, personally. They're doctors. So it's kind of, when a doctor gives you medical guidance in US, why it's, it's, I, I feel it's, it's offensive almost because they're, I mean, they did go to school for a long time to not have me with my English degree question. Well, why would we do that? Uh, but, but it's, it's been a, it's been an unbelievable learning experience and, and we've tried to learn from other schools in real time as it's happening. And, you know, there's a lot of best practice and guidance and different bodies, whether it's the Big East Medical Task Force or the city of Milwaukee, you know, guiding and determining what we can do. And, you know, ultimately as we sit here today, kids are out on the fields competing they're practicing together. Uh, they're doing it safely. Uh, they're getting better. Uh, the one thing they won't be able to do is compete against somebody else. And, and you know what, I think that's probably the hardest thing for them because you go through that preparation to challenge yourself against somebody else to see where you stand. But my sense is they're, they're okay with it. We're going to have some dog days here as the fall moves on, but you know, to be where we are today, knock on wood relative to what, where some others have been, you know, some others never even started some, some stopped started and stopped some continue to start and stop and we just keep we're a little bit of the turtle here we just keep we just keep moving along and you know I, I do think we'll get to the finish line and we'll have a really productive fall and kids will get better and, and get basketball season started obviously a ton of challenges with what you just talked about but is it fair to say moving forward the, the testing component of all of this really is 
key and critical to where not only us, but, but athletics in general at the collegiate level is able to go? Yeah, I think, I think you see that, you know, I think it's, you see football conferences that chose not to play rightfully so based on, you know, the guidance they were given and, and those that chose to play same decision based on their guidance, they were comfortable with it. But, but if you, if, the, the, at the heart of those who have reversed decisions uh, is testing and that, that testing is critical. I'm not a testing expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I listen to what doctors say and it's the more frequent it can be, the better, the more selective it can be, the better, and the more cost efficient it can be, the better. And we seem to be making great stretch as much as we focus on vaccines and those things, the, the progress in testing is a real testament to, 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 to what, this what what's able to happen through you know, research and collaboration and technology it has really changed so quickly and now we and again like we said we needed to be more frequent more available and and more cost efficient and, and if we do that we can we can create an even safer environment you know it's never going to be a covid free environment we can continue to make assurances that in that moment or take steps and provide assurances in that moment we Based on based on our protocols or testing and technology, this is we we believe this is COVID free. There's still inherent risk in there, and I, you're seeing that around the country as games start and stop or get delayed. But but testing is critical. It's absolutely critical. And and related to testing, our student athletes and staff have have been tremendous. You know, and the results at least shows that uh, protocols are being followed, and and obviously that can change at any time. But uh, you have to be pleased with what we've seen in the first the two, the two rounds of testing, if you want to call them that. Yeah. I mean, again, knock on wood, you're, you're just trying to jinx this. I mean, your, your, your performance review is going from a four because we don't give fives to one fast if we have an issue, but someone asked me the other day, what's, why do you think that is? And I, I don't have a great answer. You know, I, I said, look, I, I think our, I think we, we, we talk to our kids early about both our coaches and our kids about the importance, you know, we learn from around the country. And not having kids here through the summer allowed us to see those who are around the country have some issues. And so it just, you know, we, we started early education with our coaches and our kids. And our coaches did an amazing job. Every time they were on a call, that conversation was being had. I think our city took it incredibly seriously from the get-go. So, we, so, you know, we started to change habits and, and, and create discipline in and, around, in, in and around the city because of the city's response that impacted the, the habits and the, the decisions that people were going to make when they got here. And then since we, since it since our kids have gotten here, I, 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 I've been really impressed by their overwhelming commitment to, to, to try to the best to their ability to, to keep themselves out of what would be high risk activity. And you know what, through, you know, the taping of this, the recording of this we're, we're doing a great job and we just we keep making progress like i said we're the turtle we just keep making progress but you know i think if we continue to do those things and our campus has done a great job relative to some others too i mean it's you know it's you're not going to be covid free you're going to have cases but again i as i walk or look around campus or we you know see the same statistics everybody else sees i think our campus response has been great and and so if we just keep doing those things i you know, we're going to, we're going to find ourselves in the position we're in today. You talk a little bit about the, the challenge for you and the committee and for everybody. I know I'm, I've only ever worked in college athletics, so, you know, I don't have much to compare it to, but, you know, in, in some scenarios, 
some businesses that are say, hey, work from home if you can and do that. People are probably, all right, well, yeah, that's fine. I'll work from home. But in athletics, it's so competitive based. Everybody, you know, that's why we're here to compete and be together and, uh, and form the bonds and work as a group and as a unit. And coaches particularly want to get back to normal as quickly as possible. Just obviously that's been a challenge, right? Well, I first would say you have been an amazing teammate embracing working from home. So I want to, I want to thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I can't see out my windows right now. Cause <laughs> hopefully it's I'm not sure I said you need to work from home all the time, but you have definitely heated the, the no, I got an email kitchen. about that somewhere. If you can get your work done from home, we, we you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're just as concerned about your health and safety from others. But to your question, I mean, yeah, I mean, whether you're an administrator like, like we are or a coach, like you, you, you're on athletics, you're in athletics to be on a team, you know, whether it's a program you work with or I think people take for granted as a department, we're just one big team. You know, we're a team of teams, but ultimately we're one big team. And I, and I would say that's, that's been the hardest part, you know, just it's, physical distancing and building team camaraderie, whether it's our department or a specific or an individual team, but those things work in a, a divergent paths. And so we, you know, we tried to, 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 to talk to our coaches uh, uh, about, you know, just fi we're not trying to break that bond down. We're, we're just saying, let's make sure we're doing it safely as, and as safely as we can, because we're, because we're assuming some risk by allowing your kids to go out and, you know, compete against each other on the field, even though they may be wearing masks. So in those times where we're, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to take our greatest risks in terms of the, the potential for transmission, we're going to do it in a place where, you know, that it means the most to the student athlete, right? Competition, training, practice. And so in these other ways, you know, team meetings or meals, like these can be done. We just have to, we have to do them differently. You know, we have to space them. We have, we have to wear masks. Um, you know, meetings we would prefer would be virtual, but that, that's been hard because it, it, this is a business of connection. And I don't know that's, you know, to your point, there are some businesses that there's not, and I've only worked in sports, you know, pro sports and college sports. And so whether it was a pro sport or, or on this campus, it's, it's still a business of connection. And that, that's been the hardest thing. I don't, you know, I, I come to the office every day, um, walk by your office every day just to see if the light's on. I, I do miss you. you know, one day a week would be good. Just, just one day a connection between the two of us would be good, but, but that's why we're here. I mean, you want, that's what makes it fun. I mean, you, I, I, right now we wouldn't be doing this. We would just be standing in the hallway or yelling down like that. That's, that's the hardest part. I mean, that has been the hardest part. Yeah, no, it, it definitely. And for somebody that is here home more times than not, it is, there's that fear of missing out as the kids say. Uh, and one of the other hardest parts, I think, and, and it's topical now because the, the mask mandate just got extended and, and I'm not asking for all the answers right now, as I know you're working on that, but, you know, our teams are practicing with masks on, and it looks like probably that won't end anytime soon, right? Or, or do we know? When people who are trained medical professionals and, and, and are looking out for your, and looking out for your best interests say that, yeah, you can do that, but just put a mask on. I think you just put a mask on. And I will say, look, I think that's been the hardest part for kids, our kids. And, but, but that being said, I, I, you know, I run down through the Valley or run on the track and, and they've been great. I mean, I, I would say this, they're trying so hard 
to do the right things, even with the mask. Yes, we get some slippage, fall down over their nose, this and that. But 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 at the same time, I see them put it back up, or you know, take a breath and put it back up. So it's they're trying hard, and that's been that's been the challenge. And I get it. I I, I totally get it. You know, Mike, I'm hoping if you know as testing becomes more frequent, you know, my question would be to doctors like, okay, if you're trying to create this this low risk environment and you have all these different ways to do it, protocols, testing, technology, what have you. If, if you're, if testing frequency goes up and it's rapid response and you're able to tell those in the environment right now, we know you're negative, then how do, where does the mask fit in terms of it now coming on or off? And that's just how things are changing. And again, everybody's interpreting it differently. That's, I think that's been the hardest part. And that's a, that's a, that's an incredibly fair, an expected question from a student athlete, you know, why there and not here? And we simply have to say like, look, we, we live in Milwaukee. And so there's a, there's a state, you know, there's, 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 there's expected behaviors and protocols and guidance. And we live in Wisconsin. It's the same thing. And that you can't compare. And we've said this from the beginning that we can't compare one to another. You know, all we can do is deal with the realities of, of what our situation is and do our best to still provide you the experience that, that that means so much to you shifting gears a little bit specifically to men's basketball and I know this isn't a position you're usually in but you're a pretty popular guy right now uh in the fact that if people don't know I've only for only for like the seven only only this only for the seven people on Twitter that follow <laughs> me and then the four that care about scheduling I think there's a few more than that that uh care about the scheduling but that is where I was going with it uh you know, obviously the NCA made the announcement of the date that the season can start, but really that was all that was announced. Not that it will start on the 20. Here's when you can start. Talk a little bit about as you are the one that, that helps put the schedule together. Now the challenges that come with actually having a date. Well, the title of that book right now, I can't even say, <laughs> uh, but it's, um, like it's puzzle, challenging. Not like a puzzle, like putting the pieces together, I would guess. No, somebody asked me that the other day, and I said, no, I don't feel like it's a puzzle because I think the puzzle pieces are just there, right? And they're still going to fit together in the same way. I feel it's like a broken picture frame. It just got dropped on the floor. There are pieces everywhere, and you're just trying to get the frame back together to cover the picture, which is our program. And uh, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's um, – you're trying to you're trying to do a number of things, right? Like, look at the economic realities of it for us. Whether it's a home game or content for Fox, like it behooves us to play home games, right? That's the first thing. But and then you also, from a whether it's building your team standpoint or your NCAA tournament resume, you 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 optimally you want to play the most games you can play, and and so trying to you know our the only commitments we really made are we want to play seven games. Um, you know, I just talked to Steve yesterday. We still want to play in our MTE, you know, because the competition is good, but it also gives us the opportunity to play seven games. If we don't play in the MTE, we can only play five. And, and we want to play as many home games as we can, whether they're with fans or not. I mean, we've got to, <laughs> we were, we've got to walk that process and see where it lands, but we still want to play, home games and and so it's it's uh it's been a challenge and we're we're trying to to the best of our ability 
given some of the parameters, keep games where they are if we can. You know, so, you know, the uh, November 25th game, can we keep it there? It's one less thing we have to move. You know, a 12-5 game, can we keep it there? Or does it move by a day? You know, not a complete plug in place. You know, the greatest challenge is, is our MTE was prior to the start date. So now it looks like that's going to get plugged in to uh, the first weekend. And that's going to create now that's going to and when that gets finalized. And I, I feel like that's where it's, it's going to be there. Now we can start to to move some other things around. And, it, you know, and if we're in, if we're, you know, our, our series with UCLA, actually, we I just exchanged some phone calls with uh, their administrator the other day. And it's, you know, whether it's them playing conference games in that window, us playing conference games in that window, we're supposed to go there. What's the ability? What's what's the what is that realistic? If so, when I think that game in and of itself although both sides would love to play it. That, that one seems right now sitting here uh, today to have the most challenges in terms of finding a way to get it back on the schedule somewhere, but we're committed to doing it. I mean, both sides want to make the best effort to it. And we need, you know, they need some answers. I think we're a little bit farther along from a basketball planning standpoint um, uh, uh, in the big East than maybe they are. Obviously they're, they're dealing with football right now. Um, and so we, we, maybe we have that advantage, but we're, they, they still need to understand, um, what, what their windows are going to look like over there. And you mentioned a little bit, but any, any uh, insight on the Big East schedule, potential start window would, would we start Big East play and that would be it for non-conference or the ability to, I mean, there'd still be buys potentially any of that been discussed at all? Yeah. So right now the, you know, the, the, you know, whether it's the 80s and the coaches and I know the presidents in the 80s, I call it, uh, it, it looks like we're going to be given the first couple of weeks to get non-conference games in and 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 then would start conference play, try to get some conference play in around mid-December through Christmas. And then I, I, I don't think once we get past Christmas, unless something changes, although I would be an advocate for this, uh, I, I don't know. Um, non-conference games um, would be a part of post-Christmas play. I think, I think there's a sense, uh, unless you could do it early, unless maybe you can do it in the first week, I think there's a sense, and rightfully so, to, to protect yourself a little bit for, you know, what you're seeing in football, a COVID delay, one team can't play, so you build in, you know, you build in some buffers. You know, I, I, I would, and I, I did advocate the other day on a call that I think it would be beneficial to, to taking a week if we could take a week after Christmas, like we typically had to get a game in there, um, if you could do it safely, if you can meet all the guidelines required to do it, just because I, I think playing seven games before a mid-December conference start, and then maybe a number of conference games, that's a lot, that's a lot of basketball in a real compressed window. And it's not any, and this is an abnormal year and we've got to do what it is that we think is best to, to get things going, but I, I, I just think that's that's more than we've ever asked kids to do, and 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 we should just you know we need to be thoughtful about it. It's just one another day, data point to consider. And related to all that is you know trying to figure out what we'll be able to do at Pfizer Forum, and there's a lot of factors that go into that, right? Specifically with what the city of Milwaukee and, and all these protocols might allow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, huge. I mean, again, it's you know right now our provisions are a, a you know a gathering of 250 and. You know, just like anything else, we'll have to have those conversations with Fiserv and 
and uh, you know that'll be a, a university and 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 Fiserv and and Box Effort. You know they have the same concerns as it relates to whenever they start play. What what can we do? What can't we do? And uh, and uh, you know we're we're we hope to 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 really start to have those conversations in earnest now that we know when we're starting. Um, and 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 we'll again. I I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> there's no crystal ball in that one. Um, I, I think you have to you got to plan for multiple scenarios and that and that's what we're trying to do you talk about those scenarios do you see a a potential of like I've, we've seen in the nfl where they've said all right well we know we're not having fans for the fat first two games let's get through the first four weeks of the season and then reevaluate or or would be an all or none or or do you yeah, not i think it would be i think it would again i I, from a planning standpoint, I, I don't think all or none ever works, and and I, I think you got to look at it in windows, you know, because I I do feel as though you got to give, and what you've seen these NFL teams do, you got to give fair clarity back to your fans. So is but, but a lot of that will be based on, you know, where we stand relative to COVID and guidance we're getting and and metrics and thresholds that the city may want to see in order for that to progress but it but it would not be an absolute I, I mean I would not from a planning standpoint ultimately that that would be uh, I'm not pushing the decision off on Bill if he's listening I'm not at I'm not I'm not saying it's up to you it, it's a you're but I would all and, and he has said from the beginning like let's in COVID let's make the decisions we have to make today so I think good planning on our part would to say here's here's Based on the guidance, here's where we are now. If based on this, this progression can go here, 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 and then and then this is how we would work through it. Well, I appreciate the time. We know it's uh, ever changing. You have some answers, but not all of them. Um, I do plan on coming in next week. Maybe I'll let you know. Uh, we'll see how my schedule goes. But oh, I appreciate it. Big fan of the po- big fan of the podcast. It. Um, when I run, I, I tend to listen to it, and and um, by the end, I, I'm 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 not sure what I heard, but yeah, would it reinforce? Stay positive too long. I was you know, like, it's like it, it puts me in this incredible place. <laughs> it puts me in this incredible place mentally, where holy you cow, I've, go I've been out for an hour and I've thought about nothing. This is great. So you know, I, I I'm hesitant to call it white noise, but no, I'm kidding. I'll pay a compliment. It's been great. You know, whether it's you know, our own staff, we, we don't get an opportunity to have conversations with or, or, or reinforces how talented a lot of these people are that you work around or, you know, a former player like Dominique, who I haven't talked to in a while. And just to hear his voice brought back so many memories. It's, you know, it's, that's been a part of my life for 20 years. So I've, I've enjoyed your podcast. I hope it gets renewed for season two. I think I'm probably the determining factor on that. So uh, let's, let's see. Sure. Let's see how you do moving forward. But uh, I do appreciate all your work. And in all seriousness, you've been a great teammate through all of this. And I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate everything you're doing, too. Thanks. All right. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast, which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and Go Marquette.